G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. In the lead up to Homelessness Week, which starts next Monday, Mission Australia's Youth Mental Health and Homelessness Report has been released today with findings from the Mission Australia Youth Survey. The survey is showing that poor family functioning and serious mental illness are factors that impact on the risks of homelessness for young people, especially those aged between 15 and 19 years here in Australia. Catherine Yeomans is the Mission Australia CEO. Catherine's joining us to talk about the report. Hello, Catherine. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me. Catherine, it's a substantial report. The Australian Youth Survey asks a lot of young people questions about their life. Uh, It's been released today. What are the things that are most significant coming out of that report? Well, this is a really important review of the data. And uh, we know from other figures that, uh, and it might surprise listeners to know, 25% of people who are homeless on any given night are between the ages of 12 and 24. So unfortunately, the face of homelessness includes young people. So in our survey and in the analysis of the data, we wanted to really understand what were some of the factors that put young people, particularly young people between the ages of 15 and 19, at risk of homelessness. So we asked a range of questions and it identified, as you said, that unfortunately poor family functioning and also where young people have a likely mental illness, that these two factors um, really do put young people at risk of homelessness. Interestingly, when we talk about 25% are people in this young person category, it means that the majority of homeless are older. But the importance of focusing on the young, I imagine, here, Catherine, is that if you focus on the young and resolve some of those issues, you'll save a whole lifetime of uh, heartache and difficulty if you can approach these things for young people. Oh, absolutely. It's so vital that we've got to act early and address the issues that lead to young people leaving home. Sometimes adolescents in this age group might begin by couch surfing, just those couple of nights at a friend's house or family. But unfortunately, what we know is that especially where young people are identifying a probable mental illness, that nearly half of those young people are spending time away from home six or more occasions in their lifetime. So what can start young, a few nights, number of weeks, a couple of months, can put young people at risk of homelessness later in life and really falling into these cycles of homelessness. But if we intervene early, we can change that trajectory and that's a much better outcome for the young person and for our society. Some of the comparisons that you've been able to draw out of the survey results are comparisons between young people who are not 
or are not likely to suffer a mental illness and those that do. What's the finding when it comes to the bigger impact on young people with the potential for or who have a mental illness? Well, uh, unfortunately, an alarming over 57% of young people with a probable serious mental illness and who rated their family functioning as, as poor had spent time away from home. So this is, these are very persuasive figures. We must sit up and pay attention because clearly there's a lot of stresses happening in this young person's life for whatever reason and it can often be for a range of reasons. When we say that they're likely to be experiencing mental illness, that can often be mood-type disorders like anxiety or depression. And we mustn't ignore these sorts of mental health concerns for young people because, alarmingly as well, uh, young people identify um, issues related to depression and concerns, either being extremely concerned or very concerned about suicide as well. Um, so it's not something to ignore and it's much better that we give the young person the support that they need when they need it. And it might be that their family requires support as well. This can be challenging times and again it will be for a range of issues. So much better that we work with the family, with the parents, with other siblings, with that young person to build up family cohesion and to make it safe uh, and appropriate for that young person to stay in the home environment. When we talk about the sorts of survey questions you might have asked, the sort of things that you can extrapolate from the results of those and a focus today of course on homelessness but when you mention things like dysfunctional families and when you mention things like suicide uh, when you link the symptom of homelessness is this something that perhaps when we see there's a homeless young person we know that there's a deeper issue that needs extra support Absolutely. Unfortunately, some young people are living very complex lives. Um, unfortunately, they might be coming from um, households that may be broken. Uh, they may have parents who are grappling with mental health issues themselves. They may, unfortunately, live in a household where drugs are present or alcohol misuse. There can be a range of issues facing that young person. Um, it could be the pressures of extreme poverty uh, and all of the hardship that that entails. So this can be very difficult for any young person to deal with. This could uh, lead to factors like anxiety and depression and other stresses in a young person's life because also hopefully they're engaged in education. Unfortunately, sometimes they're not. But there's the added pressure of those end-of-year school exams as well, isn't there, and the school stresses. Um, so we must make sure when we look at a young person who we might see on the streets, who we might know is homeless, that we actually understand that there will be a lot of factors that have contributed to where that young person is now. And we should be asking ourselves as a community, how can we help? What is the appropriate response to restore relationships and to ensure that that young person can engage with life and realise their aspirations for their life? Catherine, break this down just a little further for us. Uh, so far as young men and young women are concerned, what's the difference between male and female in this particular age group? Is there a major discrepancy here? Is one at risk more than the other? 
Well, it was an interesting finding. We find that uh, young men are more likely to uh, fall into cycles of homelessness, to spend time away from home um, than young women. Uh, so those two factors are still there, family dysfunction and likely mental illness. Uh, but actually, twice as many young men are uh, spending time away from home than young women. Now, our survey didn't. It's a, it's a broad survey. It didn't go into asking young people why that would be. But what we know from our experience as a service provider and other data as well is that that's likely to be uh, caused by a number of things. Um, young women will have in mind their safety um, outside of a home environment, uh, even if that home environment is stressful, it's uh, there's conflict, uh, there are other factors going on. The risks of actually leaving that home environment can be higher uh, for a young woman compared to a young man or perceptions of risk. I think it's still risky for young men, but, but uh, perhaps young women perceive that risk uh, more greatly. Also, the coping mechanisms and the way that young women deal with conflict compared to the way in which young men deal with conflict might be a factor as well. But we mustn't be complacent and say that, well, young women are okay then and we must focus on young men. We've got to focus on all of the young people who are uh, having a, a number of issues that uh, they're facing in their young lives and make sure that we've got um, individualised support um, and helping them to, again, restore the relationships, overcome the stresses in life and not fall into the risk of cycles of homelessness. Catherine, what about government? Is government doing enough? What sort of things are you lobbying for that ought to happen to try and resolve some of these issues with homelessness? And I mean, government is not the answer uh, to every question, but surely they do have some responsibility. And I know that it is one of the things that you do, uh, lobbying for change, lobbying for uh, reform in these areas. What are you asking government to do? Well, you're right. They're not the answer to everything, but we must accept that government do have a significant role to play, and that's all levels of government. And what we think is if we can agree a target, and what we would suggest is let's agree to half youth homelessness. Uh, we think if we agree a target, what gets measured gets done, and then we can make sure that we're investing in the right programs and support mechanisms in order to achieve that target. And there are some very good programs in place, but they're not necessarily everywhere and they're not reaching every young person. So if we agree to a target, then what we need to do is make sure that early intervention and prevention programs like the Reconnect program, which works with young people to help them where it's safe and appropriate to do so to reconnect with their family so that they move away from homelessness and those family relationships are supported and restored. There's another program, Community of Schools and Services, where, where service providers work with schools to identify young people who might be presenting issues in a school environment that could signal that something's happening at home or in that young person's life, that they're in need of support. Let's make sure that we've got those personalised programs right across the country making sure we're supporting other services like Headspace so that they're available for young people who are experiencing issues with their mental health. 
And we simply must make sure that there's enough safe, secure and affordable housing as well because unfortunately some young people, uh, for some young people it won't be safe to return to home. So we must make sure that the only option isn't to be um, in crisis accommodation or uh, uh, sleeping rough or uh, uh, prevailing on friends and getting themselves in very high-risk situations where they're at risk of exploitation. Let's make sure that there's appropriate, age-appropriate supported accommodation for young people who unfortunately find themselves in those circumstances. So many dimensions. And what I can hear you saying too, Catherine, is that no matter what programs are put in place, there is always going to be those dimensions that keep those young people from feeling safe and secure in their home environment and working on issues of family conflict where there's domestic violence, uh, family violence, uh, those sorts of things uh, where we can all make a contribution to helping people get through those times, uh, that is also going to be a part of the solution. Absolutely. We can break the cycle. We can help uh, young people overcome uh, some of the circumstances that has, they've been presented with in their young lives and they have an opportunity uh, to engage with uh, family, friends and the community in a different way and everybody deserves a safe home. We've got the means to provide it. If we've got the will and a commitment from the whole of the community, we can really help young people and, and help them transition safely into adulthood. Well, Mission Australia, a fabulous organisation and those details uh, released about the Australian Youth Survey today. Catherine Yeomans is the Mission Australia CEO. There is a website, missionaustralia.com.au. No doubt there'll be detail about the survey and about the findings. Thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Oh, thank you so much for your interest. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.